Yeah. Check, 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 check. It's gone. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Yeah. God, it's gone. All right, we good, baby, we good. It's your girlfriend's favorite DJ. Gone. What's going on, everybody? Today's episode on the burndown. Are they really thinking about banning Nicaraguan cigars? I swear to God. They better not. We're going to talk about it coming up next. everybody it's eric aka brother cigar i got over there justin dapper cigar how you doing how you doing this is the burn down podcast if you like this episode <laughs> <laughs> trying to rattle through what's going on everybody welcome <laughs> back to the burn down uh like eric said i be am one of those uh those like bark uh what do they call those guys i got one one an auctioneer. Uh, like Eric said, my name is Justin, aka Dapper Cigar. This is Eric, aka Brother Cigar. If you're new to this channel, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And please hit the bell to be notified every single time we drop new videos. We have episodes every Friday. Be sure to check out our website, burnoutpodcast.com. Become a member. It's five bucks a month. You get exclusive discounts. You get entered into monthly, monthly members-only giveaways. Plus, you get a 15% discount to our latest project, which the- is... The Blueprint. The Blueprint the Cigar. Blueprint. Check it out. It's got a lot, a lot of traction, a lot of good reviews. You're going to love it. Burnoutpodcast.com. Let's get into the episode. Let's go. So we've heard recently that there's some talks from the good old USDA. The USDA. US government. You know, government. They're talking about possibly banning imports from Nicaragua. They better fucking not. And as you guys all know, and gals, and if you don't know, there are a lot of cigars that come from the country Nicaragua. A hell of a lot of oh, cigars. Oh, the hell of a lot. We're going to go into it. I mean, we got a couple some, articles. Uh, some really good ones. So we, we're going to talk about what that would mean for the cigar industry, how that would affect us, how that would affect brick and mortars, online, cigar companies, America as a whole. Because I was talking about somebody in a, a cigar lounge today, and I'm like, yeah, you know, they're talking about doing this. He's like, God, I hope not. We already have a seventy-five percent tax in New York. If they don't do anything, if they do something with Nicaraguans, I mean, our cigars got Nicaragua. It does. However, this is where it's gonna. We're gonna try to dive into this to figure out exactly what does that mean. Does it mean all cigars that have Nicaraguan blend, or does it mean just cigars that are made in Nicaragua? Because, like for instance, ours made in Dominican Republic, but it has Nicaraguan leaf. So is that okay? Yeah, I mean, I I more or less think it's products coming straight out of Nicaragua. Yeah. But, oh, uh, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta turn that flag, man. Shit. That's some danger zone right here. Shit. Thank you. Danger zone. I want so, um, what do we smoke? Zone. Actually, I'm smoking a Dominican Puro. Um, man, that's a hefty, hefty cigar. Yeah, well, this is the Opus X 20 Year, the blue label. Um, I forgot what size this is. Um, this is not God's Whisper. This is, I'll find out for you. But um, it was in my humidor, and it's been in there for quite quite some time. Got a little beat up from the other ones. It, traveling, I do travel with it. You know, if I go on vacation, I take it with me. Sometimes I smoke one, sometimes I don't. This one, I, I, I didn't smoke last time. I took it out with me into the pool. Uh, when we had the pool night, I didn't smoke it, put it back. So it kind of, it got beat up a little bit. It's not terrible. It's definitely smokable, but it's probably at the time where if I do one more travel, it's not going to be. Yeah, anytime I see one of my cigars kind of getting beat up or the leaf starts to rip or shred or, you know, just the cigar is kind of 
coming apart from getting beat up too much or traveling too much, I'm more inclined to smoke it because, you know, I don't want it to go to waste. So you got to get that bad boy lit up. So this one is, one. Uh, this one's the father and son, which is a, a six, by, six and a quarter by 49. Um, I took the sleeve off of it um, because I was actually planning on smoking it. So Well, don't use that cutter when you got, oh, this bad boy. This bad boy. So we got to talk this. about this here. Okay? America. So we got to talk about this. So we have a, a new sponsor um, of the show. For the giveaway. For the giveaway. So you're probably familiar with this company. Like Eric has the... Uh, the, the cigar knife up here is Le Fine Lam, which is they're they're famous for their cigar knife, the perfect cigar knife. Okay, so it's a cigar cutter, but it also acts as like a pocket knife. I use mine almost every day to open any package that I get sitting yeah. on my desk. Great knife for for just an everyday pocket knife. Super sleek. It fits right in my uh, my travel case. I have a little pocket that I haven't had. It's like a little circular. Like kind of looks like this. Yeah, it's kind of like circular and tubular like. But I never had anything to put it in. Now, since I got this, perfect. Right in, right in. So, uh, our good friends over at Le Fine Lam, hopefully I pronounce it correctly. Um, I believe it's French. Please. Um, so. They have sponsored this month's giveaway or, or go, oct- October's giveaway uh, with what Eric is holding is their Le Petit cigar knife. This is the American flag, and they were kind enough to. Engrave the Burnout Podcast logo on the knife. So Eric's going to see if he can show it to you really quick. Probably not going to be able to see it. Oh, there you go. Bang. And hopefully it refocuses back to me. Uh, so they were sponsored our, our October giveaway. Sweet. Uh, so the winner will be getting a custom Burndown Podcast Le Petit American Flag Cigar Knife from Le Fine Lam. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. I love anything that can be dual purpose. I can, you know, if I'm in the streets and someone wants to get a little crazy, I can gut a motherfucker. <laughs> I can gut a motherfucker. <laughs> at the same time, after I gut that motherfucker, I can. Oh, <laughs> oh, I can just cut my cigar. That shit's sharp. That thing went. Look at that. That was easy, son. Too easy. So, um, they're also gonna be getting some giveaways. We have a, a Lafina Lama hat that they gave us. There's also some keychains. There's a big. There's a bundle, but. Uh, the main one is this beautiful American flamurk. I, I love anything American. Uh, with the Burndown podcast on it. So that's that's very so shout out generous to of them. So shout out to them. Thank you, Le Fine Lam, for that cigar cutter. This episode is brought to you by our partner, Segora.com. Segora is an online social networking and e-commerce platform for all your cigar needs. You can connect with fellow cigar smokers, Join groups, follow your favorite cigar shows like the Burndown Podcast, and even purchase cigars and accessories. Cigar is your exclusive cigar community for advice, recommendations, and connecting with fellow cigar enthusiasts like all of you who listen and watch the Burndown Podcast. There's even a loyalty program where you earn points for every purchase and gain points for interacting with the community. With four different loyalty levels, you can unlock added benefits and you can redeem these points for exclusive products and swag. If you want to check out Segura, head over to their website at Segura.com. Give us a follow at Burndown Podcast. Now back to the episode. Bang. So. Dude, I love this cutter. I love this lighter. This is my new favorite. This is my favorite lighter. There you go. Ever since the freaking Ziploc, I have had no luck with that stupid thing. Oh, the Zippo? The Zippo. Oh, the the Ziploc. Ziploc. Ever since the Ziploc. Ever since the Ziploc, but... I got this one from shout out to Jew Estate. They sent this to me. 
It's uh, it's like a stick torch. You know, it's just like the same size. Yeah, as you cigar. love that thing. Thing's freaking awesome. Every time I whip it out, people are like, "Damn, that thing's cool as hell." I'm like, "Hell yeah!" It's super convenient. Fits right in my uh, cigar travel humidor, and it's our favorite single torch. So it gets the job done. So you're smoking the Opus X, blue label. I have an Oliva Serie V torpedo. Is this Nicaraguan? Mm-hmm. Oliva Serie V. I believe so. I believe, so I while I pour you a drink or pour us a drink, we're actually drinking Casamigos um, Añejo tequila. Shout out to George Clooney. Um, I like Casamigos. It's very good. Last time I drank Añejo was so we're last gonna, year. I'm going to pour you some of this and you um, tell us about this Nicaraguan ban. Like, is this really a thing or is this just all talk? Well, I was trying to see the what the tobacco is in the Oliva Serie V real quick. But I was trying to say, last time I had... Casamigos Añejos when we had bottle service at the freaking W Hotel in Scottsdale. So this is an article from Half Wheel. Shout out to Half Wheel. It says, report U.S. considering ban on Nicaraguan imports. So it says, and what could be a major disruption to the premium cigar industry were to be implemented? And what could be a major disruption, sorry, to the premium cigar industry were it to be implemented. The Biden administration is reportedly considering the blocking import of Nicaraguan products into U.S. amidst increasingly straining relations between the two countries. So I don't know what the relationship is between Nicaragua and the United States currently. I guess apparently it's um, rocky waters. But uh, that's what they're saying here. Two top U.S. officials told the publication that the administration is considering the import ban as relations between the two countries continue to deteriorate. So in 2019, a total of 4.3 b- b- billion, that's what a B worth of billion goods. Billion dollars. 4.3 billion worth so of wait. goods from the country, with top imports being apparel, gold, electrical, machinery, meat, coffee, So sugar, they're talking about cheese. all goods, not just like all goods. No, no. Any kind of import. So I have so I have a number. So you said how much, how many billion? $4.3 billion worth of goods. $4.3 billion worth of goods. Now I have the number here for how much was... How much of that was cigars? This was from 2018. They said that in 20. This was 2018. They said last year. So in 2017, so five years ago, there was 148 million cigars that were made in Nicaragua, where came, came into the United States, which is nearly 30 more, 30 million more than Dominican Republic. 150 million, about, and that was in 2017. So think about five. You know. Cause a, a 5% increase, yeah. compound annual growth. I mean, you're talking close to 200 million cigars in uh, in 2022. That's a lot of fucking cigars. Oh, that would, one, it's not happening. It can't happen. Two, why? I mean, I, I obviously don't know the, this relationship deterioration. I don't understand what's going on. But, I mean, why are we going to do that? Why are we going to do that? That's Please. a, that's a, that's... It says it, I mean, I want to look at some of these, because like, there's another, uh, I pulled up another article here that it was from Cigar Aficionado, which was actually uh, released, that's funny, it says it was, it was from Joe Rogan, September, October of 2021. What was? This article. Oh. But it could be a different Joe Rogan, but um, they were talking about how Nicaragua is on the rise. Um, it said, rich soil and a host of talented cigar makers have made Nicaragua the world leader in producing handmade cigars. This uh. was back in 2021. So 
So it's like right on the right when they're on the rise of becoming like the number one wow. country in the world that makes cigars. It's like, nope, can't come into the United States anymore. Yeah, it says the relationship between two countries has deteriorated over the last five years, especially following the 2018 civil unrest in Nicaragua. In 2018, Nicaragua's government, led by President Daniel Daniel Ortega and his wife, Rosario Murillo, who also serves as a vice president, announced that it would increase taxes and reduce pensions. Protesters increased large groups of students, took to the streets, blah, 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 blah. Here, so here's another one. This is said in 2020, Nicaragua had its most productive year to date, sending more than 186 million cigars to America, which was up 10% in tw- from 2019, despite uh-huh. the pandemic. And then it said it shows no signs of slowing because it said as of May 2021, it had already exported 90 million cigars to the United States. So five, so six months in, they're at 100 million. So I figure they're they in twenty twenty one they ship two hundred million cigars to the United States. And it's going up another whatever that is, ten percent. So they're looking at 210, 220 million cigars in twenty twenty two that they're gonna So it says right here, I think this is the reason why. Okay. Tell me. So after Russia invaded Ukraine, the US government warned Russia's few allies, of which Nicaragua is one. That there could be further consequences. Oh, Nicaragua is a Russia, uh, Russian ally? I guess so, for supporting Russia. In May, the New York Times reported about an alleged plan meeting between uh, Loriano Ortega, one of Ortega's sons, and senior U.S. department official, ostensibly to talk about the sanctions. The report says the meeting never happened after Ortega got cold feet. In June, Nicaragua allowed Russian troops, planes, and ships to enter the country something that has led the US to call the action a regional security regional security threat. Well, there you go. There you fucking go there, I mean, fella. not okay. I mean, I, that's a pretty valid reason, but let's let let's uh let's talk this out. Let's not cancel anything to uh to Nicaragua. So, I'm actually reading in here. It says the rise has been remarkable, especially considering Nicaragua's ashen low point during the 1980s when the cigar industry was badly hurt by the aftermath of the Sandinista Revolution and suffering from a U.S. embargo similar to that of Cuba. So this isn't the first time that the United States put an embargo on Nicaragua. Apparently back in the 80s they did it. They said it only lasted five years, but the economic and infrastructural damage reverberated far past the Reagan era. So So Reagan put a ban on Nicaragua. Wow. Back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Shortly after the U.S. responded with economic sanctions, the Biden administration dropped Nicaragua from a list of countries that were allowed to ship sugar into the U.S. at low import tax rates. In June, sanctions were imposed on Nicaragua's state-owned mining companies. Mining company N. Animius and the president of the board of its directors. These were the third set of sanctions since November 21, when the U.S. Department of Treasury announced sanctions against Nicaragua's public minister and nine Nicaraguan officials allowing what would be deemed to be a shame to be a sham national elections to be a sham national elections i don't know what that means so i get i i see it here i mean this is not good this is not good news you know it sounds like bad business to me i feel like there can be something worked out here I mean, um, how many? And there's, there's how many? Uh, hey, look. Regardless, the regardless impact would be sizable, as Nicaragua is home to many of the premium cigar industry's largest and mo- most influential companies and factories, including Jew Estate, 
My Father Cigars, Perdomo, AJ Fernandez, Padron, uh, Joya de Nicaragua, JC Newman, Oliva, Agonorsa, Placencia, Roma Craft, and many others. If implemented, so this ec- is a lot. This is a long list of, of those of, are huge companies. Yeah, like those that would that up, would destroy the United States cigar industry. That's got to be more than fifty percent. That cigar. would that would that's got to be fifty percent of cigar. Like that's like it's the number one. I think it's the number one importer. No, no, I'm saying those those names right there. I know, but I'm saying Nicaragua. That Nicaragua is the number one um, importer of cigars into the United States country. Dude. Because it just said the last one, it was two hundred and something million, and it was up thirty million more. It was one hundred fifty million in twenty eighteen, thirty million more in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you're and right. Nicaragua, Dominican, Honduras, Ecuador are not up there, mm. and then Cuba is not up there anymore. Yeah, you're right because it says right here if implemented, the economic impact would certainly be felt in Nicaragua, as the U.S. is the Nicaragua's largest trading partner, and it would certainly be felt by the Ortega Murillo government. The report quote. Quotes Ryan Berg and analysis. Okay, well, I mean, and just think about how. Okay, so how many millions of cigars, two hundred million, are imported into the United States Damn. and sold in the United States? Because if it's two hundred million cigars a year imported, obviously there there's a reason for that. They're sold. So two hundred million Nicaragua. Figure five. If it's five dollars a stick on average, that's on the low end. Right, because they're probably including some machine-made stuff. They're probably including some lower end. Just call it five bucks. That's a billion dollar industry just from Nicaragua. Wow, billion bucks that they're tossing out the window. Now, granted, the United States economy is much larger than a billion dollars, but that's a that's a big nut. I mean, there's going to be a lot of repercussions from the PCA. Let's well, first of all, we never cheers. Cheers, cheers, chin chin, salute. But oh, yeah, you know what? What's the trade-off? Is it worth is Nicaragua is it worth having Russia as an ally, and then in retrospect losing the United States as the largest importer for a period of time, or do you lose Russia? I don't know what they're getting out of it. And it's not going to last. It's not going to last. I can't see it happening. I don't, for yeah, I, I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening. And even if it does, it's not going to last because then all the people they're just going to. They're going to move factories. I mean, it's a, sh- it's a damn shame. Can't Good thing all- ours isn't made in Nicaragua. Thank, thank goodness. It's we made in DR, baby. DR. But that's go- another question. It says it's only Im- if it's imported from Nicaragua, not if it contains Nicaraguan well, product, yeah. right? I mean, that would be kind of – I feel like that's a stretch. how could you do that? That's a stretch, right? I mean, how can you how can you track down everything that comes like – you know, so if there's chairs made in the DR, but they get a a, a piece of yeah, wood from the there's uh, no way you could track it. Are they going to track the Nicaraguan wood? You know, like there's no way. You um, can't. So no, it's just got to be straight up, straight up from Nicaragua. But I mean, imagine all the mom and pop shops that would go out of business. Just just granted alone. Just say just say you're a small mom and pop shop cigar, right? And say you carry Jew Estate. Now Jew now Jew Estate, and you have the Liga Pravada line. That's an expensive line. So. You you invest in Liga Privada because it's uh, mm-hmm. a big brand. Yeah, or and Placencia. You invest in Placencia. You invest in Placencia and Perdomo, which is a great quality cigar, but it's more you know it's more middle tier, more least expensive than the Drew Estates sometimes or the Padrones definitely. So say you have Drew Estate, Padrone, AJ Fernandez, Perdomo, and throw in Placencia and Oliva. 
And then you have a couple of DR lines. That's a large portion of your humidor. Yeah, no doubt. It's oh. a big portion. Listen to these cigars again. Drew Estate, My Father, Perdomo, AJ Fernandez, Padron, Hoya de Nicaragua, which is a part of Drew Estate, uh, JC Newman, Oliva, Agonorsa, Placencia, that's 10, Roma Craft, and many others. So that's 11 right there. Tatuaje? Yeah, that's 12. So, I mean, say you say you have six from the DR, six from uh, Nicaragua, and then, you know, six, you know, miscellaneous. That's like a third of your inventory. Think about this. Did they even, did they, did they even talk about Padron? They didn't even mention Padron. Yeah, I said Padron. Did they? Yeah. Okay, I'm like... It's, You're not listening to me. I'm not listening. I'm just... I'm like trying <laughs> to go through it, but awe. like... I'm, I'm going through these. There's a long article and each popping up, popping up. I'm like, did he say that? Did he say that? Um, but but so, it's... it's. I mean, it's... it's and, and this one's going through that. How many cigars in the past, I don't know, call it 25 years, that were number one cigar of the year were Nicaraguan? So a large portion. I know Padron's won it five times. Mm-hmm. Or five, just call it five times, at yeah. least five times. Then we had uh, my father was up there, right? Nicaraguan. They had um, man, this Añejo was good with a cigar. It yeah. is right, Damn. but so th- they're talking about all these cigars that are number one cigar of the year. They want to bring them into the lounge and they want to bring them to their shops because it's everybody wants it now because it hit number one. But now if you take away Nicaragua, you can't bring in all these cigars that are rated number one anymore. It's like Let's talk about the impact, right? Is there a stat of how how many cigar, what's the set, how many Nicaraguan cigars are imported from? Call it 200 million. Do we have that or no? Yeah, well, I had... Um, like 130 million or something? No, they said right here... Uh, because, I mean... Let me look it up. They yeah. said that, yeah, as of as of May, because this article was written in September of 2021, so about a year ago, it said as of May 2021, it was nearly 90 million cigars were already imported. So that's on track for about 200 million, yeah. um, maybe even more. 900 million in five months puts you at, <clears throat> what is that, 16? 17, it's about 17, 17 times 5, yeah, it's 85. So it's about 17 million a month. So I figure you're at 107 million. So you're about 215 million in 2021. You know what sucks? It sucks for the, the cigar company, uh, cigar lounges and retailers that are in high tax states. So say like you're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's going to suck for you, right? One, let me backtrack. More people are inclined, I feel like, to buy a cigar in Pennsylvania than in New York. Because if you want a Romeo and Juliet, it'll probably cost you seven, eight bucks in Pennsylvania. But if you buy a Romeo and Juliet in 13. New York, it's going to be $13, $14, twice the price. Um, like, or, for example, I'm, uh, I was talking to some guy. Our cigar. Our cigar is $9. It's, and it sells, New York, it's thirteen twenty-five. I was in, uh, yeah, I was in Cigar Fellows. It was for fourteen dollars. Fourteen, yeah. I was in. I was talking to him about uh, the Monte Cristo Silver. Usually, it should be about a ten, eleven dollars cigar. The Platinum series. Platinum, yeah. yeah. Um, selling for twenty dollars. So what I'm trying to say is, I feel like more people are inclined to try at least or buy more cigars in low tax states because you can get. Essentially, you get two, a better deal. You can get two for price of one in high tax state. So if you pay eight dollars for a Romeo and Juliet in Pennsylvania, 
you can get two for the price and one. And well, one I know more. friends that I had friends that were doing that that were buying, going across the board that lived kind of close yeah. that didn't have to travel. Like people in Long Island have to travel through the city, yeah, but if you kind of lived in Jersey or you can get to, get over to um, like Western New York, you can get to Pennsylvania. They would just drive across the border, buy a sh- buy a bunch of cigars, yeah. and because the the price of the gas at the time, it was cheaper to drive and pick it up than to order it in New York. So what I'm trying to get at is if this were to happen, yeah, it would affect everybody. But I feel like the, the, the retailers and the lounges have a better chance of surviving if they're in low-tax states. Does that make sense? I see what you're saying. Because I see what you're saying. Because it's already expensive enough. Because So what they could do is they could bump up the price because they have a little bit more headroom. They have more margin because they don't have to pay the state tax. Exactly. They don't have to pay the tobacco tax. So they're already on the lower end of the cost stuff. So if they get rid of Nicaraguan, the rest of their inventory, they can they have that room to bump it up to work. match the price of everybody else. Right? Because like for instance in New York, you have a cigar costs thirteen dollars. In Pennsylvania, it costs nine. If they get rid of all the Nicaraguans, New York still has to charge a thirteen dollars. Pennsylvania can say, you know what, to make up the slack, we're gonna now charge ten or yeah. eleven. And then it would be the same for New York. So instead of thirteen, it might be And it's 18. still cheaper than the rest. Yeah. Yeah, so you can – I see what you're saying. They have more margin because they don't have the tax. 100%. There's more wiggle room between the margins and low tax rate. I, don't know, I, I feel like that. You know, it's a good – it's a. It's something to talk about. Because even though they, even though the tax is not like they – it's – they probably still make the same margin because the tax isn't – it's not like they get the tax. Like – New York, when they pay the tax, yeah. the thirteen twenty five, they don't get. They have to pay that tax, yeah. so they don't. They don't. It's get more it. about covering your nut at the end yeah. of the day, because say yes. you have, yes, say you have a million dollars in Nicaraguan cigars, and you lose that million dollars. You can of try to make it up by raising your price, and, yeah. not, and you're still less than everybody else. Exactly, that has to pay the tax. Yeah, because like like you said, if it's thirteen dollars, if it's thirteen dollars in Pennsylvania, and it's nineteen dollars in New York, then it becomes. $19 in Pennsylvania and then $27 yeah. in New York, it's still going to be cheaper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then New Yorkers would just feel, you know, more yeah, well, shit thrown in We already face. fucking feel it. So, so that's, that's my, that's my scenario about, you know, no, I get you. I get you. So, um, oh yeah, it's it, a it, damn good cigar, by the way. Yeah, man. I haven't had a Leva Serie V in a while too. The Leva's always are solid. They're always a good staple. I actually want to look up to see if they, if they, <coughs> excuse me, if they rated this, um, Opus 20. See if they rated this on uh, Cigar Fixing Auto. Seeing, seeing as how I'm on Cigar Fixing Auto. Um, but like, you know, what would Nicar- what would Nicaraguan companies do? Like, what, If they were based in Nicaragua, how are they going to get into the U.S.? I, I mean, know. that's it's got to be the biggest market, maybe besides Europe or China. You know, that... Sorry, I'm looking I, up the... I uh, would, I guess if I was Jewish state, then you'd have to. I mean, granted, it's not going to be if if this is all about long term, right? So if it say it's a long term thing, if I'm Jewish state or another company, I guess I would have to move my factory to the DR. Yeah, and then but or, can, like how how much is that going to cost you just to up and move your entire or, factory? No, maybe or you make the cigars in Nicaraguan still, and I guess do you ship them to the DR or Honduras or somewhere? Then you just ship them from there. Yeah, that's how I that, mean. That's what you would have to do. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You'd have to your, get a middleman. You have to pay the shipment fee, and, yeah. then you, and you're charging more because you have to hand that cost off to the consumer. 
just like anything else. Just when they yeah. say we're going to raise minimum wage, okay, and it's like okay, that doesn't that doesn't help anybody because st- the consumers are still going to pay for it. The people who yeah. are getting paid minimum wage are still going to pay higher prices anyway. Yeah. So it's like this whole thing with the uh, student loans, where they're like, "Oh, we're going to give you student loan forgiveness." I'm like, "You don't like either." Here's what's going to happen. Side topic. Here's what's going to happen. Either they're going to print more money, which is going to raise inflation, right? Because Incre- decrease the dollar, decrease the dollar value, or they're going to increase your taxes in order to pay for that because the money doesn't come from nowhere. Yeah, they just don't like somebody's got to pay it, 100%. and you know who's going to pay it is the consumer, is the taxpayer, right? All the people that already paid off their student loans, they're the ones they're going to pay. <laughs> and I said, I said this, I, I don't have a problem. Like, you want to help people out? Great. But for those people that already paid it, do we get a tax break? If you said, hey, I'm going to give this person $10,000 loan forgiveness because they, they need help and they can't pay it. But then the person that already paid it because they did what they were supposed to do and they paid off their loans, we're going to give them a $10,000 tax break. I'd be like, Cool. You can do it, but you can't. For the people, like, I already paid off my student loans. It makes no sense. Like, so what happened to me? Like, now you're just saying, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just waited and then you let you pay it? I mean, not for nothing. I mean, Side top, it's, I got a it's little 10, 20 rant. grand, okay. It definitely helps people, but what about the people who are medical doctors and the other people who went to grad school, like, who have $200,000 worth of debt? Is 10, I, 10 grand really going to help them? I always think of it like this. Take it one step further. And this is, we're getting off topic, but take it one step further is, what is this teaching people? Right? Point, what point. is this teaching? It's teaching kids or it's teaching young adults that they can take out as much money as they want with no repercussions because somebody else is going to pay it off. But I, like that doesn't teach you good financial practices. No, because <laughs> they want you latched on to the government so, cheese. They anyway. want you latched on. Anyway, and I'm just mad because I already paid off my student loans. I paid them off as quickly as I mean, as I, I got could. like 10 grand left. So if I were to get it, I'd be student debt free. But still. Yeah, like, you're the type of people that don't agree with it, but you just shut your mouth because it's going to benefit you anyway. <laughs> like, Listen, will I take it? Yeah. Do, of course. Do, of course. Do I want Do I really need it? No. like Because at the end of the day, five years from now, six years from now, I'm still going to be paying for it some way or another. Yeah. It's Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, it's funny because I have friends that are like, listen, like, you know, I don't agree, but if somebody's gonna hand me ten grand, I'm gonna fucking take it. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, but I mean, does it, it is it fair? Does it make sense? I mean, no, because it's either gonna print money and reduce and increase inflation because you reduce the dollar value, yeah. or you're gonna raise taxes. Like, you gotta make it somewhere. Somebody fucking pays for it. But we should talk about more topics like this. It's, I like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like somebody's fucking gonna pay for it, dude. I hear you, dude. I mean, just just like me, and I'm gonna pay for it. Yeah. The person already paid off his fucking loans. That's why I get mad. I mean, we're paying for the stimulus checks right now. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. What did what did a twelve hundred dollars do? What did that do? You know, it did. It got people a fucking nice wardrobe. It got them a piece of jewelry. A vacation. It got them a little vacation. So I none mean, of it didn't. It didn't really do anything. It helped pay for a wedding for me. You know what it did is it got people it got people reliant on the government. That's what it got people. Oh, that's all. That's the whole scheme. Most people don't. Most people aren't educated about money. Most people aren't educated about investing. Most people aren't. Most people don't have a thousand dollars in their bank account saved up. Most people just piss money away. Most people are living paycheck to paycheck. So that's you know that's one reason why there's a high unemployment rate. That's one reason why all this money just went away because. People just get money, and the first thing they think of it is spend, it spend, 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 spend. So, and they piss away in the stupidest areas. And I'll go on another tangent. This is why things like this should be taught in schools: how to invest, yes, how to, how to financial write a check, literacy, how to write a check, 
how to apply about, for a loan, how to apply for a like loan. a car loan or how to buy a house, understand taxes. You know, if I didn't have my father and buying a house, yeah, I, I don't. And my dad did it on his own. My dad, I don't know how he did it. He did his whole life by himself. He bought a house, did everything on his own. He figured it out. He figured it out because our parents were a different breed. Our breed is more like you know we got not us but people our age got cozied up, you know like push through life. No, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. You know, don't worry. Don't have to learn. Don't get hurt. Don't do that. Where our parents were like, no, fucking figure it out. Learn how to do it. I remember when I bought a car. I didn't know how to buy a car. I went to the dealership. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? they don't teach you shit. I was like, what the fuck? I'm... And it was and it's so simple, right? Yeah. I was able to go to the bank. I got approved for like 25 grand, right? So I'm like, okay, I got approved for 25 grand. This and that. So then the car dealership guy's talking about financing options and this and that. And when I don't understand something, I get super quiet and they just talk. So, uh, Marissa, my wife can see and my brother can see. Like, I'm just fucking not. I'm like, okay. Uh, it's going in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You're like, 100%. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. the guy was like, take home the car, show mom and dad this and that, and come back. I said, okay. So, I go back. I show my dad. He's like, nice car. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, listen, it's easy. Say, hey, this is how much I have for a down payment. I'm going to the bank and this is my rate. This is how much I'm putting down. Or we have a deal or no? I'm like, and he's like, then you go to the once you get the once you once you get the agreement from the from the car dealership, then you talk to the bank and they give you the money for the rest of it. I'm like, that's it. He's like, that's it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I could totally go back there and I'll talk. Yeah. Smart. Oh yeah. I'm like, it's so easy. Well, that's like when I when I bought my car, it was they did everything at the dealership. Like I went to the dealership and they're like, I'm like, listen, this is you know this is what my dude. That's the car I want. Here's my down payment. What's my interest rate? They did the numbers, blah, blah, blah. Here's, this is what your payment is. And I said, okay. And I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, is this how much I want to pay a month? If not, got to go less of a car. Try yeah. to get your interest rate down, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, what's the out the door? Here it is. Done. Signed the paperwork. They they had they had the financing come. They transferred to the bank, and I had it through yeah. TD, TD Auto Loan, and then bank. Sign it up. And then they said, okay, here's the thing. And you go home. You log in. Boom, start making payments. It's like- Financial literacy, yeah. man. Anyway, went well, on some fucking tangents, but well, we might have just Nicaraguan cigars. <laughs> Let's hope they don't put a ban on Nicaraguan cigars because God knows we have a lot to say about it. But yeah, uh, no, you know, no, you could have done with that thirty-two hundred. No, let's not even get into it. No, you could have done. Could have made your own cigar. You could have invested into the Burn Down Podcast. That's what you could have done. Yeah, man. You know what I'm pissed about? Actually, I'm not really pissed about, but. Uh, so you know how we started? We each took a thousand dollars. We're gonna put a thousand dollars into yeah. Brandon. So that thousand dollars I took was from a from one of my stocks. It was uh, Celsius 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 Energy it's, Drink. It's up. I bought it at like four, five, six dollars a share a couple of years ago, and then I cashed out and I profited like a thousand bucks, and that's what I used for us. Oh, ah, okay. You know what? You know what the stock price now is of it? Fifty. A hundred over a hundred dollars. Over a hundred fucking dollars. So this burned down better take off. <laughs> so you sold it at what? I don't even remember. I know I profited like twelve hundred dollars. Let me see here. Celsius. <laughs> you sold it. I mean, granted, it wasn't some in the bish. It wasn't like a crazy amount of shares. I had no. maybe like forty or fifty shares. But <clears throat> um, let's see, Celsius holding stock. Yeah, so you probably made you made thirty bucks. You probably sold it at like thirty five. Yeah, it was probably around like 30, 40 bucks. So a it share. was it was maybe triple. So you probably would have made three grand off of it. 
But if I would have just fucking held on to it, held on. So okay, to it. so you're not talking like you sold it at eight dollars, made twelve hundred bucks, and now it's a hundred. It's a hundred and five dollars. Okay, but you're not saying like, hey, I bought in at six, I sold it at eight, made my thousand, and put it in there, because uh, then it would have been like, all right, it would been tenfold. You would have had ten grand. Now let's see. Five, like, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, one year ago, let's see. It's kind of double. You kind of you would have had. Let's see. November fourth, it was at a hundred dollars. Where's that? Re- we have that receipt here somewhere framed. That was around that time. I think it was yeah. January twenty. 20- on the other side of that thing, but anyway, January twenty twenty one. So, yeah, no, January. Let's see. Oh, let's let's look back here. This is, I'm I'm interested in this. January twenty one. That's actually I sold January December twenty twenty. Yeah, so December twenty twenty was around. 40, 50 bucks a share. Okay, so that's what I'm saying is so you didn't it's not like it was you sold it at ten dollars, made your thousand, now it's a hundred, because then you would have had tenfold, right? You would have held it to a hundred, sold it, you would have made ten grand. Yeah. You sold it at forty or fifty, it's a hundred, so you're only really you but, left you left twelve hundred bucks on the table. But to see when you when you buy it for four or five, six dollars years ago and now it's up a hundred five, you're like, fuck, I should have mm. bought I should have bought more. Well, but that's I, like when I bought everything that in COVID, when everything, the heart of the pandemic, everything tanked, whole stock market tanked. I was like, dude, I was like kid in a fucking candy store. I'm like, everything's sale, on sale, 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 baby. It's not even sale. It's fucking clearance. They're giving this shit away. And it was all big tick, big items. Apple, Amazon, right? Google, Facebook, uh, or Meta is what you call it. Coca-Cola, American Express, like Chase, like Blue, Marriott. Blue, uh, Blue stock. The, uh, yeah, Blue, Blue chips. chips. Blue chips. Bought them all. And they're fucking... It's crazy. So anyway, I mean, now the stock market's back down, and it's but still, like at one time, it was like 50 percent return. I'm like, this is fu-. in a year, in a year. Yeah. So <laughs> past five past five years, it's it's up seventeen hundred percent. So what's the math on? So say if I invested, say I invested thousand. So if a thousand bucks, if you're up a hundred percent, you you make a thousand. So if you're up a thousand percent, that's ten. You times. make ten grand. Yeah. So you would have made seventeen seventeen grand on a thousand bucks. Seventeen grand. I would have seventeen grand in the bank right now. So sure could have would have. So that's it. We want a little bit of tangent for. It's good though. It's a good tangent, bro. We gotta talk. We gotta do more of that. We gotta do more of these conversations. Hey, hey. Hey. So if you like this video on YouTube, hit that like button, or on the podcast platform, or from the podcast platform. Don't forget about the audio files. Well, you were getting there. I cut you off. Yeah, stop cutting me off. Yeah, I'm an asshole. God, fuck me. As I was rudely interrupted, if you like this off. video on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe subscribe button so you get notified uh, when we drop a new podcast, and hit the notify button so you get notified about new new videos, new episodes. If you're listening, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button on any kind of podcast platform. Leave us a comment. Give and us also, a rating. Give us a god darn rating, please. And check out our website, burndownpodcast.com. Become a member, $5 a month, exclusive discounts to all our partnering stores. You also get 15% off the blueprint. And check out our monthly, this month's giveaway, which is Le Fina Lam Cigar Cutter, Knife Cutter, especially with some other, what, swag that we got for Yeah, here. we got some keychains, we got, key chains, we got a hat, and it's, it's, it, uh, it's customized. This is a one of a kind. Yep. There's only three of these on the planet. Burn down right here. Okay, three of these on the planet. I have one, Eric's got one, and you can get one. So uh, check it out. Burnoutpodcast.com. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, Eric, send us off. With that being said, till the next video. Cheers. Chin chin. Salute.